The podcast world is growing bigger every day, and Himalaya wants to help you navigate it. Himalaya is a brand new podcast app where you can find every single podcast you love and some future faves. Whether you're a podcaster or a fan, Himalaya has got your back. Discover personally curated playlists and show your favorite podcasters some love with Himalaya's tip jar. It's free, it's the easiest to use, and we're adding cool new features every day. Well, they are. I'm, I'm actually not doing that, but I'm sure they're doing that. Go to your app store, download Himalaya, that's H-I-M-A-L-A-Y-A, and don't forget to follow Uncovering Unexplained Mysteries once you're there. What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode number 119 of Uncovering Unexplained Mysteries for Monday, uh, December 3rd, 2018. It's beginning to feel a lot like Christmas. Um, trying to think of something funny to say, and I got nothing. Hey, Mike, how's it going? Doing good. Uh, doing really good, actually. Uh, I, I just, uh, my self-esteem is definitely at an all-time high, because, oh. uh, it's nice to be back at work, and then I got personally uh, congratulated by one of my managers recently. So, and you that was pretty and awesome. You, you literally, they literally gave you a cookie or the equivalent of a cookie. They said, "Good yeah. job, here's a cookie." But they it, gave me a Milky Way. She gave me a Milky Way bar. So yeah, free Milky Way. Did you get to so. choose the candy bar that that she gave you? Or? No. Oh no. Oh, <laughs> she said you're getting you're getting a specifically a Milky Way bar. <laughs> I like Milky Way, so it's fine. It's not like you know, it's not. I I don't have. I'm not picky in that regard. Um, but yeah, I've been taking a lot of hours this week, so I've been helping out out a lot. So uh, I even helped out again last night because I needed someone to help close, and so the managers, uh, the closing manager, and other people were saying how awesome I was. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So I don't know how long it, it's gonna last. Like I, you know, but the fact that. I'm willing to do more, I think is going to, uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But that's definitely a good thing. Even if they don't end up keeping me, that's a good reference to have. Because they know, you know, that I'm a good employee. And that I can go above and beyond and stuff like that. And, and it's just nice because it's, I haven't done it in so long. So it's nice to know that I can still do this. That I can still kick some ass. So it's pretty cool. Well, just being a reliable employee somebody that they can call on who will actually show up and not be hung over and have a decent yeah. attitude when they show up and uh -huh. not, not be all grouchy like they don't want to be there and all all that shit is like really uh indispensable to a management and all that you know having mm -hmm. an employee like that that they can rely on yep. um that I, you know that's for any job that, that doesn't matter cashier whatever you know me as a dj you know, anytime my boss Keith tells me to go and cover a gig or go and, you know, do something insane, um, I, I always, um, I'm always like, yep, I can do it. Yep. Uh, you can count on me, you know, and I go and do it. Uh -huh. And I do it with a smile because now I'm finally getting paid fairly to do a job, unlike back when I did well, work yeah. at CBS. That's like kind of why I do it too. It's like, why turn that down? It's more money. It's more hours. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and I mean, like, you know, like me. The only time I'd ever turn it down is if I can't. Like, I can't do anything today because I, I got a shoot, a video shoot I'm going to do for for a class, so I can't really afford to do any work tonight. Um, but you know, I helped out last night and so it's just that kind of balance. They understand that. 
Yeah, and I mean, you know, you and me, you know, we're we're single bachelors, no kids. So yeah. I mean, if the opportunity comes to go and make money and work, then we're gonna you know fucking do it. Why not? Like, why wouldn't you do it? What you know? Exactly. What else do you have to live for? <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, what else do I have to do? Yeah, like, uh, nothing. Let's let's go to work. I mean, with me, it's like I, I do want to, like I'm constantly wanting to spend more time with my YouTube channel and my um, that's been on the back burner for me because I've just been so freaking busy lately, either with work or with school because I got all these projects I'm working on. I finally finished editing a documentary about uh, the mistreatment of people with mental illness and uh so I'm really glad to get that done, but I still have another project to work on and then another one after that. But a lot of that, a lot of the ones are pretty much already done, so I won't have too much extra work to do. Once I get this video shoot done today, that's going to be huge because then that's like the bulk of the, that's the major big project that still has a lot of stuff to be uh, done with. What's this and video shoot that, about? It's a, it's a little uh, short video that I'm doing with a, uh, some classmates for a introduction to digital cinema class. And so we're doing this whole like game of charades and there's uh, someone who shows up who's, uh, who's shy, who then eventually, you know, gets into it. And then because we're waiting for our friend to come over and he's this guy who constantly cries wolf and is always making exaggerations and wild claims. So he actually comes over and he's doing charades and he's he's acting out a, a murder scene uh and of course we're like oh you know whatever you know okay we, you know it's one of those things where like he's doing it so frantically that we're having a hard time nabbing it and then eventually you find out that he actually did kill someone and then he gets arrested almost sounds so like those, almost sounds yeah. like you're remaking scream or something <laughs> yeah yeah it's similar to something but it's just it's just a fun little uh skit sort of a video that uh that i'm gonna shoot today yeah you hear that everybody so. i just referenced a movie yeah uh-huh it can happen every now and then you know <laughs> every now and then lightning can strike twice yeah. in the same spot and josh yeah. can reference a movie you know so yeah, so speaking of work, uh, this is another job. Uh, this is uh, the podcast. So we we are actually back to our regular scheduled programming, folks. Yes, our what I was gonna say our summer break is over, but that satanic panic shit did not feel like a summer break. That no. felt like uh, that felt like I was punching in on the clock and putting on the hard hat and diving deep into Satan's anus. Every time we did an episode on that, because, uh, you know, there's only so much talk of like dead babies that you can handle before you're just like, man, I miss the good old days of like anonymous murders and, you know, UFOs and hauntings and shit of unsolved mysteries, you know, like uh, or, or, or crazy uh, larger than life. Uh, charlatan preachers who make really ridiculous uh, mall quality uh, <laughs> spray paint uh, or br airbrush jackets, uh, <laughs> jackets with these cheesy airbrush designs. That's what I fucking miss, and and that'll be delivered to you. But that that will follow yep. later on. Um, we are back to the original format. Uh, well, I mean, we never deviated from it, a as I've told you many times. This is mainly about unsolved mysteries segments. However, sometimes we do it about other things. Sometimes we talk about cults. Sometimes we talk about Satan. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, and, and uh, yeah, and sometimes we talk about people who are bullshit, bullshittily charged for a murder that they did not commit. West Memphis Three or crazy Halloween flame ladies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, or possums or or infected toe toenails. You know, it's all yeah, yeah, yeah. Get, the mix is all here, but um. So yeah, this is going back to uh, we're talking about some uh, segments that were profiled on the TV show Unsolved Mysteries. If you'd like to become a Patreon of of this podcast, consider uh, joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash uncovering unexplained mysteries. Um, I just, as of last night, put up a bonus segment of uh, of myself, but not only myself. I was joined by the lovely Stephanie. She, oh. yeah, uh-huh. She it plays keyboards and sings in my band, Dancing with Ghost. We were doing band practice yesterday. I said, you know what? The Patreons haven't had a damn bonus segment in forever. You know, let's let's you know sit down, put the cans on, get in front of the mic, and we did. Um, we actually ran through an article that somebody posted on my wall because you know I'm from Florida and everyone's always giving me shit about oh Florida is so messed up and and I agree it is. And this was like the 40 most or the 40 craziest Florida headlines oh. or something. Okay. So me and Stephanie went through 20 of those because it actually went longer than we thought. But um, that's 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 on there. You get the podcast a day or so earlier. Recently, since this is on a Monday, you'll probably get it on either Monday night or Tuesday, and everyone else will have to wait till like Friday. So uh, especially lately, it's been worth it. But um then obviously join our Facebook group. That's free. I mean, that doesn't cost anything. Go to Facebook and type in Uncovering Unexplained Mysteries. Join our group. It'll ask you two questions. Answer yes on them. Boom. You're in the group. Um, and there's cool stuff in the group that I can't mention, but um, it's it's definitely something you'll probably want to take a look at. Um, oh, yeah. And one final piece of business I had to mention before we get into this. Um, the Our official Uncovering Unexplained Mysteries t-shirts for the podcast are on sale uh, just in time for the holidays. They were, I think they were $17. Now I've marked them down to $9, almost half off. Um, the reason why I marked them down is because I think I'm down to just a bunch of weird sizes at this point. So I just kind of want to get them the fuck out of my house. <laughs> They've just been sitting in my uh, dining room nook area for a long time now i'm tired of looking at them so um go and uh the link is in the description to this podcast so go and check that out and um if there's a, one of the sizes in there that happens to fit you hey uh jump on that um and and help me out with those and i might get a new stock in or something we'll see <coughs> and mike just sneezed so that's the perfect it's <laughs> a perfect uh bow tie up to that thing ribbon tie up whatever um bless me yeah well i don't you know what i don't say bless you to people when they sneeze i don't know if you're the kind of person who does that mike but i, I don't do that because it's it's literally just a stupid societal thing that that w that we've been programmed to do and it means I, I picked it up from my from my parents so yeah i feel you know they they give me kind of look you know looks if i don't so really it means that yeah. much to them that's crazy like it, it's literally a societal programming it means nothing it's just something that you feel the need to make a noise with your mouth when somebody else do does something i mean you could just as well say like turkey sandwich I mean, it's the same. It's, it's literally the same thing. Yeah. It's, it's silly. I don't know. Societal norms okay. weird me out. But anyway, 
on to the Unsolved Mysteries. Yes. So both of these cases are forbidden segments, uh, what, what we like to call segments that are not on Amazon Prime. So um, we uh, had a, a way to access them. Uh, we're not really going to give you the whole full details on it, but um, we definitely were able to check them out. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to do this. So, um, the first case we're talking about is a case of George Owens. Now, he was a church minister, and for more than 20 years, 79-year-old George Owens was the associate minister of the New Hope Baptist Church in Nashville, Tennessee. He was well-known and well-liked in his church. He and his wife, Aileen, had been married for 60 years. In July of 1985, Aileen traveled to Ohio to visit her niece, and at 6.30 a.m. on Monday, July, sec- tw- July 22nd, she returned to Nashville as scheduled. George arranged to meet her at the bus station. However, he never arrived. She waited an hour before calling George's brother, Alfred. He told her that he would come pick her up. Before leaving, he called George's home but received no answer. When Aileen arrived back in their home in Nolensville, she knew something was wrong when she discovered that George's car was not in the garage. She and Alfred went inside and found that there were two place settings on the kitchen table. He immediately contacted the authorities, but the investigation turned up nothing. Six days later, George's car was found abandoned on a remote rural hilltop it's a hard more word. than 100 miles from home. There was no evidence of a struggle of foul or foul play, and the keys were still in the ignition, the back door was open, and his cane was propped against the car. Inside, the investigators found his jacket and a pile of kindling wood, and that is definitely bizarre. Yeah, like, that was they. they the, the his wife was making kind of a big to do about that because she's like George loved his car, you know. Yeah, it, he would never take kindling wood and put it in the back seat. You know, it would get it all dirty and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, but I mean, the key's still in the ignition. The back door was open. The cane is propped against the car. And there's no evidence of a struggle or foul play, but something definitely is is not right. Definitely not normal. So within a week, a local television station aired a missing persons bulletin about George. Several people in another part of Tennessee recognized his picture. On Monday, July 22nd, three hours after he was supposed to pick his wife up at the Nashville bus station, George was seen 80 miles away, traveling along Route 13. At a filling station in Santa Fe, he stopped to have a flat tire repaired. The owner recalled that George paid him in cash. He then asked for directions to Nolensville. However, the owner apparently misheard him and gave him directions to Lobelville. Oh, great. You know, that that could have been so easily remedied if, if the owner heard him correctly. But hey, it happens. Next time, clean the earwax out of your ears or I don't know, maybe ask to double check. Or maybe, like, have more distinct towns than, like, Nolanville yeah. and Lobelville and Tobelville yeah. and Gobelville. Like, you know, fuck. Get a little bit more creative. And Villeville. Yeah. <laughs> and Villeville. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so no one knows what George was doing in that part of Tennessee. His home is located in Nolensville, which is 30 miles east, southeast of Nashville. The service station is in Santa Fe, 50 miles southwest of Nashville. Lobelville is 60 miles west of Santa Fe and more than 100 miles from George's home. 
On the afternoon of Tuesday, July 23rd, a full day after George was supposed to pick up his wife in Nashville, he was seen in a market in downtown Lobelville. Now, here's the thing. So he goes to Lobelville. Like, if he was, if he had a clear frame of mind and, like, he wasn't, if he was all there, I'm pretty sure he would know that he's going the wrong way. Right. So this ties into the theory that he he had a stroke. Which I honestly do believe that's what happened. I mean, the dude's 79 years old. I mean, most most guys don't live that fucking long to begin with. Yeah. I have no data to back up that claim. I'm just literally making that claim <laughs> that most men don't live to be 79 years old. So, he ended up at uh, the market in downtown Lobelville. At the market, he asked clerk Mary Jo Phoebus for some ice cream. After purchasing some ice cream, he went back to his car. A few minutes later, he came back into the store and purchased some cigars. He started talking about he and his wife used to dance. He then told her that he couldn't find his wife. She believed that he was disorientated and confused. She noted that he showed some distress over being unable to locate his wife, but not enough to arouse suspicion. The reenactment here is really solid. I thought the actor who played uh, George did an amazing job yeah. with this whole disorientated thing, and it was really sad. Really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he yeah he played the part really well. I mean, he you know they got the this you know this old black guy to match you know George's to you know how he looked and everything, and he he looked a lot like him. And then he was you know the whole being disoriented and be you know like he was like you know me and my wife used to dance. Uh, I can't find her, and, and like I don't know, just like yeah, that it could have come off like it could have come off bad, you know, it could have come off it could have like, come off yeah awkward yeah, but it came off like really good. They got it. They got a really good reenactor for that one. Like like what I was saying before, awkward like like uh. <laughs> so she did not uh, decide to call the authorities or anything because it did not arouse suspicion. Mary Jo called the local clinic to see if his wife was there. However, there were no patients that fit her description. He then left the store and vanished. Five days passed before his car was discovered 12 miles from the market. An exhaustive search and rescue operation was organized, but no trace of him could be found. However, the investigation did turn up one significant clue. A woman who lived near the scene claimed to have seen a pickup truck following George's car up the dirt road where it was later found. Fifteen minutes later, the witness saw the same truck coming back down the road alone. Investigators were unable to determine the identity of the truck's driver. They were also unable to explain what was found in and around George's car. They noted that there were several piles of wood around the car. His family said that one of his habits was to go around his house, pick up wood, and place it in piles. However, Aileen claimed that George's car was like his baby, and that he would not have put a large amount of wood in the back seat. Furthermore, he never walked long distances without his cane, which makes sense. I mean, if you need a cane to, to walk, I'm pretty sure you never walk that far without it. So investigators are still trying to determine what happened to George. Some believe that he may have met with foul play after he left the market. Others suspect that he may have suffered a stroke and became disorientated. He may have then parked his car in the woods and wandered off. Now, that's the most... Uh, logical explanation for me i know there's a witness who said there was some pickup truck but i don't know like that could have just been some benign just some pickup truck was just 
going down the same road. It doesn't mean that the pickup truck was following it. Yeah. I mean, especially if it's like a small town or or a logging area or something like there, there's probably there's only one way out or one way in there. So I don't know about that. I, I the, the foul play thing doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I mean, unless it was like a racially motivated thing, you know, like, yeah. they, like, you know, they were in fucking K- Kentucky. But I mean, I don't know. No, they weren't. They were in they were in Tennessee. Well, you know, whatever, Mike. They're all the same fucking but, but the, thing, really. But they're in Nashville and then uh, Santa Fe. I'm just going to go ahead and offend everybody who lives in Tennessee and Kentucky right now. Or and Santa say, Fe. And say yeah. that, that they're, those are like the same states in my mind. Like, there's no <laughs> there's no difference between Tennessee and Kentucky. Come at me, bro. Or Santa Fe. Or <laughs> Santa Fe is not a state, Mike. I know. Come at me, bros. Just messing with you. Come at, come <laughs> at me. That's all I have to say. But I mean, I so, don't I don't want to I don't want to be like, oh, it was a racially <laughs> motivated thing. I don't know. I'm just, but it could have been. It, yeah, there's a possibility that's or it could just been a random throw killer or something. Yeah. Like random killing. Um, but I, I think it was a stroke. Yeah, because the 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 lady's recollection of him when he came into the store, that's it's a typical sort of stroke thing. Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. My great grandfather uh, sounds like I'm about to tell like a fucking old timey story from like the West. My you know. great grandfather. My great grandfather. <laughs> when I was a little boy, you can hear like banjo music plucking around in the background. I know. Yeah, exactly. Now, my great grandfather. Um, he. Great uh, grandpappy. Yeah, he lived to be like 93 or 94, and he, um, like, many years before he even died, he, like, took his old Cadillac and, like, somehow ended up down at Jack's Beach, which is, like, way, way, way fucking far away from where he lived. He lived in a city called Lake City, Florida, and he ended up at Jacksonville Beach, which is, like, just really far from... And he got he got confused. Um, and they were everyone in our family was amazed that like he didn't die because like he yeah he was driving the car and never got into an accident or anything. So it's like I guess his motor skills, no pun intended, were intact enough for him to like drive the car and you know get it somewhere. I don't even remember how they found him, but. Yeah, so I mean that happened in our own fam in my own family. Like my great grandfather did that very thing, but thankfully he didn't drive so far away to there to where we didn't, you know, still somehow find him. And then at that point his license, you know, his license got taken away and mm-hmm. all that. Which has gotta suck, you know. Like you're, you're it's like, yeah, I'm old. Okay, I get it. But in my mind, I'm still completely sane and I'm in control of my own self and my own destiny. And then, you know, you make a few little fuck ups here and there and you're like, oh, I'm fine. I was just a, you know, I forgot where I was, whatever, you know, people forget stuff. And it's like, no, sorry, Grandpa Josh, we're taking your license away. It's like, the fuck you are, man. Like, fuck you. I've been here longer (laughs) than all you motherfuckers. You ain't taking my shit. And, you know, and you don't see it the way that everyone else sees it. You're you're seeing it like these these motherfuckers are treating me like I'm a dumbass. 
Yeah, but, but the thing is, but what's just, actually the, happening is your crazy ass just drove a hundred miles out of the way, <laughs> and no one could get in contact with you, and uh-huh. and we can't take the chance of you doing that shit again because you're old as shit and yeah. you're not grasping. Because from every old person I've ever talked to, the mind never feels old. It's only the mm-hmm. body that feels old. Like that's why you see all these nasty, crusty eighty-year-olds, you know, who have a lot of money and they got these little sugar baby, like eighteen and nineteen-year-olds and shit. Just like just because you're you're a seventy or eighty-year-old man doesn't mean you're attracted to seventy and eighty-year-old women. No. You're still attracted to the same chicks you were attracted to when you were in your fucking 20s yeah. and all that. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's a shame how the aging process works and how the body turns to shit and the mind starts getting duller and all that. Um, and that's if you're lucky. That's if you don't die of some serious disease or get into some car wreck. This is the podcast of positivity, guys. I'm here to uplift. <laughs> I'm here to uplift you and make you excited about the future. But yeah, no, he, he it's it's the the real world podcast. Yeah, like not MTV's real world, but the I, real world. I, the sad thing is, I think a lot of people listen to podcasts to escape the real world, and we're the like reality <laughs> podcast. We're bringing them back to reality, <laughs> which is probably not where they want to be. It's like I don't need a reality check, Josh. <laughs> I'm here for the silly. Give me the funny and some mysteries. I'm here for the unsolved mysteries. Stop giving reality checks. I think people are here. If I want to hear about life or learn about life, I'll just walk outside my front door. Yeah, people are here for like 60% us making jackasses of ourselves, 35% mysteries, and like 5% actually learning something they didn't know before. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that's the breakdown of our fan base Uh, at this point. Okay, so sadly aileen passed away in 1989 her husband has never been found oh uh some suspected george was the victim of foul play mainly due to the condition of his car and the witness who reported seeing his car followed by an unidentified pickup truck others suspected that he may have wandered off after suffering from a stroke the case is unsolved in 1993 after no trace of george was found for eight years he was declared legally dead his grandson received thirty-three thousand dollars from his estate Sadly, his whereabouts remain unknown. That's kind of legendary. That's a crazy thing. It's like, where is the body? Yeah, that's kind of legendary, though. Like, if you're if you're a descendant of his, and I'm sure you know he's he's got a bunch of you know grandchildren, and all that. You could you could change it into some urban legend. Yeah, thing. I mean, it's kind of like yeah. it's kind of like an epic. Like, yeah, my great or my grandfather, like he drove off into the woods and was never heard from again. That's kind of cool. I don't know. Yeah, but. He technically was heard from in other places, but then, I mean, that was before he ended up in the woods, so yeah. I mean, with how most people die in some hospice, hospital bed, you know, clinging on to life, I mean, how much cooler is it of a, or I don't know, maybe it's not cool because you don't know what happened, but but to me, it just, I guess... It's not cool for a lot of the people who knew him. From from a detached... Like his brother, I, I think it was his brother... His brother was like, I, I will not rest until I know, you know, what happened to him. Yeah. I mean, as a detached outsider who's not at all, like, you know, involved in these people's lives, I'm just like looking at this from like a, I don't know. I just, I just think about like how my dad went and how there was nothing like, 
Um, <laughs> there was nothing cool or interesting about it. It was just very, very, very sad yeah. and abrupt. And I just think like, like what if he had <laughs> just drove off into the woods and was never heard from again? <laughs> that would, I don't know. It would, it, it'd be a little bit more dignified than how he actually did go. So I don't know. I, I don't know why I'm, I, I, I had to make it so personal just then. Sorry if that offends anybody. I'm really like open about talking about shit. So it, a lot of people might gasp at me saying that, oh my God, I can't believe he brought that up. But I don't know. I've always like been really, you know, upfront with that kind of stuff. But I don't know. I just, that whole, like people just like disappearing and all that. Like there is an aspect of like, cause you don't know what they did, you know? Because we've done, we've covered disappearances on, on this show before where it wasn't what you thought it was. Like they didn't die they weren't murdered they actually remember that one guy he got amnesia the other guy he had a past uh that he he was trying to hide yeah it was a criminal yeah yeah he had yeah. amnesia when he recovered his memory um or or when when people finally were able to identify the yeah, guy his wife found him he had a criminal record and he had to go, like go back to jail <laughs> well there was that one but I don't think he had to go back to jail. Remember, I think that was the guy who uh, was the older guy. And I, I think the statute of limitations had run out, so he didn't have to go to jail or anything. Oh, Just are you talking about the one his... guy, his wife was looking for him, and she yeah. spent all that time, and then she found him, and he had already remarried, or he found someone else or something? No, well, there's that one, but I was talking about the one where the guy, he went missing, they thought he was dead, but then they find out that no, like he just he was he just uh, went on the run because something had started to come up about his past, and he had done some criminal stuff in the past, changed his name, and then he didn't want his family to find out about it, and eventually they did, and they they patched things up, and the statute of limitations had run out, so he didn't have to serve. Anything. Oh, okay, yeah, I vaguely remember that, but. So there was that one and the other one where the guy had amnesia. I think he went something he was he was he was breeding fish or something. Like he was a fish breeder. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Uh uh shit. His name is on the tip of my tongue. Um but yeah, that and was like a two part. He got amnesia and then his wife was going all investigation discovery Dude, on that him, one, trying to figure out that one was being a PI. crazy. Like that was yeah. a crazy episode. That was a two parter. Uh, and I know most people who are really into show probably know what we're talking about, but just to recap that one real quick, this guy like goes on this business tr business trip, goes missing. His wife is completely in love with him. Like they are like just this loving couple. She's looking for him, looking for him, cannot find him. Uh, he had like hit his head or something before he left, and but they thought he had recovered. And she spends all this time and all these resources finding the guy. The guy ends up seeing his case on Unsolved Mysteries, gets in contact with his wife, does not remember her or what, you know, does not, he's not recalling the same things that she is. No. And he's like, basically tells her like, I, I'm not in love with you anymore. I, I don't yeah. know who you are or I don't remember things the same way you seem to and this that and the other and and then they interview the wife 
who in the previous episode was like so gung-ho for finding this guy. She's like, I, I'm, I love him. He's the love of my life. I'm going to find him. And then they interview her again and she's like, yeah, well, you know, we're just two different people now and we're still great friends and, you know, it's just blah, blah, blah. And it's like, man, that's like wor- that's worse than death. Like when somebody just doesn't, it's like they're the same person flesh and blood they're still there but they just you are nothing to them that's amnesia for you yeah or alzheimer's you know yep yeah that's crazy speaking of crazy cases because that's a pretty crazy case this is another crazy case um this is a case of tony come on my alamo 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 yeah. Well, a lame-o is better because he's, yeah, he, he's a lame-o. he is a lame-o. He's a huge <laughs> lame-ass motherfucker. Yeah, I didn't mean for this to be uh, the preacher cast, but I mean, I guess it like balances out the satanic the preacher podcast. Yeah. yeah, the satanic panic podcast we had. That's funny. <laughs> the satanic panic, and then right to a preacher. Yeah, because because this guy's also a preacher, but this guy is far from the legitimate preacher that George Owens was. This is this is what I would call a charlatan, or uh, even as far as to say a cult leader. Although Tony Alamo is like cult leader light, like he's like diet yeah. diet cult leader, like he was half assing his cultiness. But there was some good. He's not even the main brand of diet. Yeah, he's like the off brand diet. He's diet right instead of diet coke. Yeah, yeah. He's Diet RC Cola, which I couldn't imagine a more disgusting... Diet right. Yeah, I like that. It's perfect. Diet right uh, cult leader. Yeah, so um, in 1969, Tony Alamo and his wife Susan started a church and made a compound in California. Now, see, he's already got the a great start, great cult start, making a compound. Gotta have the compound if you're gonna do a cult. Uh, cults and compounds, synonymous. Uh, if you have a cult and do not have a compound, I would uh, venture to scoff at you and your cult-like status. Because it's like, dude, you don't even have a compound. How are you going to have a legit cult? <laughs> so they got the compound. Six years later, they moved their headquarters to a remote section of Arkansas. Their compounds were often composed of the down and out. The compounds were known for having strong emphasis on cohesion, where members prayed, ate, and slept together, often in bunkhouses where as many as 20 people lived without plumbing, mind you. Um, so yeah, and the Alamos, uh, they they actually uh, had, like, really lavish furnishings and stuff like that in their portion of the compound. Like, they were, like, living like kings, and everyone else was, like, living like peasants. Yeah. And his explanation for that was really his typical cult leader, typical lame ass uh, type of speak, where he's all like, "Well, you know, uh, when you have uh, put as much into this as as Susan and I have, you will be blessed by God in the same way." Yeah, he was basically like, "Well, if, if you want all this." If you want all this stuff for yourself, you need to go out and you need to 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 work for the Lord as hard as we have and sacrifice as much as we have, and He'll bless you. He'll bless you just like He has with us. So get on out there and do it. Which, yep, you know, He's got a point. He's well. There's going to be people who will fall for that. No, He's got He's got a point. He's a, He's absolutely right in saying that. 
and and the first thing that the but they didn't really work for this. The the the, <laughs> the first thing that the cult people should have done when he said that he's he, they should have been like, okay, you're right, I should work harder. Bye, I'm leaving this cult. I'm uh you know going to college <laughs> or I'm you know pursuing or my, I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep uh, doing my uh, day job and not giving you all yeah, my money. Yeah, you're right. That <laughs> that is good advice. Uh, peace the fuck out. So, I mean, but as you can see, though, they got a solid, solid cult infrastructure um, that they're preying on the down and out. They're making people sleep together and eat together and all that. You know, uh, no plumbing. This, These are fantastic uh, cult attributes so far. Um, the the Lamo compound was not as controlling as the Moonies, Um in which many of the followers did get jobs as day workers and returned at dusk. However, they usually turned their money over to the Alamos. Now, it's funny that this article mentions the Moonies because uh, that is a cult that we have not talked about. Nope. Um, but- and they are one that I think, I think that's the one that actually financed that box office bomb called Inchon that has never been released uh, on home video at all. Like not even a VHS, not even a beta, nowhere. Mike, are we gonna have Nothing. to? Are we gonna have to like dust off our our cult boots and bring back another cult episode? Maybe. I do definitely want to cover the Rajneesh someday too, because that the Wild Wild Country is a phenomenal documentary. All right, folks, we might we might have to dust off the cult boots here because we do have the Moonies, and um, upon watching Leah Remini, Leah Remini's Scientology in the aftermath, uh-huh. um show uh they actually have somebody they have a cult expert on the show and and he was a part of the moon the moon cult and they were called yeah. moonies so yeah um we, we might have to bring that up um so they turned their money over to the alamos another you know again another you know huge aspect of a cult uh some resentment among the followers grew as they lived a spartan existence while the alamos had a lavish lifestyle however this was mollified with the promise of similar rewards to the faithful. In 1980, uh-huh. Susan was diagnosed with cancer. Oh, that's a kick in the balls for the, uh, you know, God it's has blessed It's just like the us. Heaven's Gate cult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she was diagnosed with cancer. She died two years later. Tony buried her in an elaborate heart-shaped mausoleum. He's so tacky. Um, it, but before that happened, but it fits him because he's a lame-o and he really has some lame-ass tastes. But, I mean, like you, you'll find out soon enough. <laughs> yeah. Before all that happened, he actually made his followers stand like, like in her casket. He had her casket in their little like lavish. Yeah. He didn't even put it in the heart shape thing yet. He just had it in their lavish, uh, I think area their little the their little bunker their own little uh, lavish bunker he he made he made his followers take a 24-hour visual vig, vigil where they took shifts mourning and praying by her coffin praying for her resurrection and yep. one of the guys who was in in the cult was basically like you know the amount of time we spent praying for her to not die or pr- praying for her to be cured. He's like, I could, I can only imagine the amount of time we were going to have to sit here trying to pray for her to be resurrected, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is kind of funny. Cause it's like, God damn, if we, if we spent, you know, 18 hours a day praying for this bitch to be cured, think about how much time we're going to have to do praying for her ass to come out from the grave, you know? Yeah. And, and Tony Alamo, he's like, so 
he is so delusional. Like there's an interview with him and he he's talking about how, you know, it, it, it's, you know, we're getting close to the end times and in the end times, there are some amazing miracles. And I, I truly do believe that, that, that Susan will be resurrected. Yeah. I mean, if you want a visual uh, of this guy in your head, uh, just think of like macho man, Randy Savage. Uh, <laughs> No, I, I wouldn't say Macho Man. I, I, I see more as like he's, especially when he had the beard going, it was like Billy Mays or, yeah, or LeBron. Yeah, yeah, okay, Billy Mays. Billy, yeah, Billy Mays is probably a better comparison. Kenny Loggins. No, no, no. He's too no. He, he, too too fat of a face for uh, Kenny Loggins. Yeah, he, Billy Mays. Definitely a Billy Mays kind of face if you want a visual of this guy. So he also loses it. Like that. Yeah, so he he totally loses his mind after his wife dies. Yeah, he he was not very happy with the which is kind of one of the only noble things you can give this guy. It's like at least he was like faithful to his his wife and he treated her well and you know all that kind of yeah. stuff cuz usually cult leaders aren't really able to have a partner. Then again, we haven't heard that part. Like there might have been some something behind yeah, that like he might have cheated on her but true. we don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't want to say he was good to her cuz we don't really know. So he might not have been uh, his personality became erratic. He he uh, was more prone to increased anger outbursts on the followers. <laughs> Calling people sorry weasels. Oh, God. <laughs> and uh, he was being... Because the reenactment here, like, the actor isn't the best. And that he's given lines of dialogue, like, you know, you, you, you sorry weasel. <laughs> yeah, like, one of the angry outbursts was... Um, like this guy was saying, they had this reenactment. So they're in this in the church on the compound, I guess. And w they got someone in the congregation. He's like standing up, you know, among the pews, and he's saying something. And then you know, Tony's on on the pulpit, and he's like, he's like, don't you read your Bible? You don't come in, come in here, spreading these lies, you you weasel. <laughs> weasel. You could say, like, I doubt he said weasel. Yeah, gotta in, love in, the, in got, the real life. Gotta love that PG, <laughs> you know, family friendly. Uh, God, the the rating systems <laughs> in America are so fucking ridiculous. It's like you can you can show blood and and like. A, well, I mean, look at look at Bones. Like one of the earlier episodes of the series has like a scene where there's like a guy, a dead body, pinned to a wall, like just his skin cut off. Oh my and there's god! There's blood everywhere. And I'm like, fuck. But you can't say fuck and you can't show a nipple. God forbid you show a woman's titty. I don't get it. I don't fucking get, like, the, the censorship in, in America. I, I don't understand it either. So, uh, he was, so he was more angry outbursts and he became the strict discipline, disciplinarian to the children of the followers. And he would actually uh, berate these children from uh, a loudspeaker. From afar. He berated them by proxy. He, he would, the, the kids, it was almost like they were in one of those like eight, 1800 style like schoolhouses where like yeah. the kid, boys and girls are all on one, the boys are on one side, the girls are on the other side or whatever. And like little Timmy is standing in front of the class behind the desk and the teacher has a uh, Tony Alamo on speakerphone and, yeah. and then it should just chewing the shit out of yeah, the kid. Yeah, and then it cuts to Tony who's in this like swank. New York style loft with his fucking, you know, fancy ass clothes and sunglasses. His tacky fucking jacket. Yeah, and he's sitting there going like, 
Listen here, little Billy. God's not going to tolerate this uh, this disobedience, and neither am I. And I'm God's man, and I ain't going to allow it. And uh, you know, ten ten licks. You go. You get ten lickings. So he, yeah, so he was prescribing corporal punishment for the kids who misbehaved. One child su- who suffered from epilepsy. This is just. Uh, Tony claimed that she was quote possessed by, possessed by the devil, and needed to be and needed to be beaten out of her. And they uh, interviewed a guy who uh, apparently maybe witnessed this or knew about it, and he said started out with ten licks, and then it, it ten whacks, and then it got up to one hundred. Good lord, man! So, yeah, and then it turns out, you know, she just has epilepsy. Poor girl. Well, by the by, well, then he said, like, by the end of it, she just had epilepsy. Like, it was just it was more than likely, it probably was worse. It was the epilepsy was more than likely made worse in terms of it, its uh, impact on that poor kid, and in terms of the episodes because of that constant just abuse now she's got epilepsy and post-traumatic stress disorder great job you dickheads so despite this dictatorial dicta dictatorial dictatorial behavior out well he's a dick yeah so that part's right besides (laughs) despite his dick behavior outside the compound (laughs) tony had gained the reputation of a country singer and a businessman really he he he's one of those uh, delusional, uh, egotistical pricks who thinks that they are some big star, but they really aren't. I mean, I don't think any of his albums sold that well, and nobody really knew that much about him. But I'm pretty sure he was always trying to make the biggest deal out of him. You know, probably talking shit to other artists and being like he's the real deal. Um, and and they showed they they played some of his music like he sucks to me this guy strikes me as somebody who uh would go into one of those like you know i've never actually seen one of these stores in the mall but on the tv shows you always see it that you go to that uh that kiosk in the mall and you pay like ten dollars and like a microphone lowers from the ceiling (laughs) and disco lights kind of lower from the ceiling and you like sing you know this song and then it just pops out a cassette tape after you're done i feel like that (laughs) is like the level of like country singer he was like he wasn't yeah. actually you know singing at the grand old opry or he wasn't actually being played on the radio or anything he had no personality like this cult this supposed cult leader but like his he had no personality with his music or with his with his lyrics or with what his vocals it was just boring and bland and just bad yeah just like his jackets yeah oh yeah we're getting to the jackets uh so he also became a businessman who emphasized the importance of men's fashion, which I just, it's just, it, it just fits so well with the kind of over the top personality a lot of preachers, especially Southern, yeah. Southern preachers have to have, you know, like they're these big flamboyant figures, you know, and it's almost like. Of course he would be a country singer and designing men's fashion. I feel like every Southern Baptist preacher <laughs> should be a country singer and designing men's fashion. Like it's that like that level of flamboyance is what you need to be a good They're preacher. They're just competing with different whose whose jacket is the tackiest. Yeah, I mean yeah. like th- these preachers are almost like professional wrestlers in in how they talk. Like <laughs> Can you imagine that? 
Like, Fucking look, Macho Man Randy Savage is. Look here, brother. Reaching. The devil's trying to bring you down. Hulk you need Hogan. Jesus. Yeah. Jesus is the only one who can body slam the demons out of you. And coming <laughs> this Sunday, you better be here in the church, and he will power bomb that evil out of your ass. <laughs> Or one, two, three, you win with the power of Jesus. You know, it's it's like that's how. Well, did you know that uh, there was a church that actually tried to combine wrestling with 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 the church? Yeah, yeah and it probably it, an it probably thing. happened here in Florida. It wouldn't surprise it did, me. It didn't do very well, but yeah, they did try to combine it. Yeah, uh, preaching and uh, that kind of stuff, the Bible with Ruth uh, wrestling. Um, I forgot the name of it, but there's a wrestling worth of regret video about it. Um, yeah, Macho Man. You know, Ooh, yeah. I'm surprised that didn't do well. Like, because like, obviously, by the people electing Donald Trump, like, people like that kind of fanfare in this country. <laughs> yeah, like they like the the over if the, the top. ultimate warrior was a preacher. Man, you wouldn't understand what the fuck was going on, <laughs> dude. I would, I would, uh, I would, I would elect uh, Undertaker to be. My preach, but he would he wouldn't be more he, rest in peace, dude. Like Satan. like as soon as he's about to come on, like come up to the pulpit and preach, like the lights just cut out. It's and you, the longest ass fucking entrance for a preacher ever, because that's how it is at the end. Well, of no, the, the lights just cut out, and forever. you just hear that bell gong, like for his theme song, <laughs> and that organ, that evil organ, start to swell in. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to edit that into this part or whatever, and it's just like. You know, you hear like you know his theme come in, and that like fog starts filling the pews. <laughs> like he rises from like it's like he had to squat down behind the uh, pulpit uh, or behind the little box, yeah. you know that that they preach from, and he like slowly rises. He raises his arms, you know, his eyes are rolling back in his head. He's like, "Welcome to church." <laughs> Damn it, man! That would be amazing. Uh, well, he did crucify people on a cross in the in the Ministry of Darkness uh, story art. <laughs> oh my god! I love that you know that, Mike. Uh, my dad literally would not let me uh, would not allow me to watch. Uh, when, like when I would watch WWF growing up, he'd make me mute it when Undertaker came on because he thought <laughs> he thought he was so evil. He didn't want me like listening to what he had to say. Uh. But um, so anyway, going back to this guy, uh, Tony Alamo, he got into men's fashion. He even gained notice of Hollywood stars and sports figures such as Mr. T, Michael Jackson, and Hulk Hogan. Holy shit, they didn't say that in the show. No. Wow. Aside from the compound, Tony became famous for jean jackets. Okay, now the article here says jean jackets which were beautifully painted with themes such as <laughs> animals or American graphic air or geographic I, areas. I mean, I could see why Hulk Hogan liked them because they were just like uh, Jimmy Hart's fucking loud, obnoxious jackets that he would wear on the sideline all the time, uh, on the side of the ring, uh, they, that were just about as loud as his voice through the fucking megaphone. The the uh, I don't know if the like the writer of this article was trying to be ironic like like to throw in yeah, some kind of beautifully painted yeah, irony or <laughs> snideness but he they're using the that that is a very generous term to describe these jackets so I know you've been to the mall and you have you ever walked by one of those like airbrush tents or airbrush kiosks where they have these like really just 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 tacky looking like t-shirts with all this airbrush crap on there 
That's exactly uh, what these jean jackets. There were these jean jackets that had this stupid bullshit airbrush in the back. Like like a, of New York a New York City. skyscraper, like a, a a leopard or something. Skyline, New York skyline, yeah, yeah. So, um, and they were encrusted with crystals. These jackets, and some of these jackets <laughs> so sold for tacky. Some of these jackets sold for up to four figures. Uh, his net worth rose to over sixty million dollars. And, and I, I mean, you also when you look at them, when you look at the the, the reenactment, the guy's wearing one of them in in the sweatshop where he's forcing his followers to make these fucking tacky jackets. Um, it's one of those things that's like, like this is just. It's so unbelievable. You're like, this was actually a popular thing. People actually paid four figures for these things. My whole thing uh, is, is like, did he have to train like his followers, like how to like airbrush and shit? Because it's not like I don't think this was just some kind no. of template, you know? No, that they so that they just like it's printed just one of those on. things. The 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 jacket, like the the tacky preacher with the tacky jacket. I mean, it, it's just it's so perfect. Like, he's such a lame ass. He's such a dick. It's so perfect that he's wearing tacky jackets that he made himself. Uh, he thinks they're probably the greatest thing ever. Uh, well, I mean, you know, it's one of those stupid ass things where it's like, nobody's going to buy this shit. You know, like you walk and you see, yeah. you walk through Walmart or something, you see some ass seen on TV thing, and it's like, no one's buying that. But then you come to find out the guy, guy who put it out on the market's like a fucking millionaire you know like like yeah, like the yeah. stupid slap chop thing you remember the commercials yeah. for that slap yeah. chop and got, that guy, or, or the guy who did the shamwell yeah shamwell yeah, that guy's a dick i think he uh tried to solicit a prostitute or something oh that's hilarious dude if you're of course of course he did you don't sell the shamwell on a late night as seen on tv ad and not solicit prostitutes prostitutes that guy is not like people like that are not balanced. They're not going home and having. Well, if Billy Mays was into cocaine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It proves my point. These people are are fucking nuts. Like people who sit down with their family at five o'clock for dinner are not the same people yeah. who sell slap chops and whatever the fuck else. You know, I, an oxyclean. An oxyclean. You know? Yeah, I'm sure there was another kind of oxy that Billy Mays was into <laughs> too. Um, I mean. Billy Mays, I mean, totally. Like when you look at you look at his uh, his older footage, you know, his commercials and stuff. You're like, yeah, I'm, I, he probably was on coke when he was doing that. <laughs> I think like Bill, like, look, look at all look at all the energy he has. Bill Burr put it one time. He said Billy Mays had like the perfect heart attack face. Like, yeah, like that is just like you just look at that guy's face and it's like this guy's gonna have a heart attack any minute. Like, it's true. So anyway, as a result yeah. of his success, Tony began spending less time at the compound, to which I'm sure his followers were like super grateful for. However, he still maintained control over his followers by calling them and having others inflict punishment on those who, who misbehave. That was the scene I was describing earlier. Uh -huh. When he did visit the compound, he was not there as a leader, but as a taskmaster. He produced his jackets by getting his followers to paint and affix the crystals. And it was not uncommon for people to work 10 to 14 hour days. Yeah, so he had like his manager or whatever there and he was telling him like, how long have they been working today? Uh, they've been doing like, uh, they've been working for a while, like 10 to 14, you know, 10 to 10 hours, you know, 10 to 14 hours straight. You know, they they could, they could, they could, yeah, can handle it. Yeah, oh, no, they could do. They could work more. He, yeah, and he's like, "How's he's <laughs> like, how's the attitude been here?" And he's like, "Well, they they have been working really long time. You know, they've been working fourteen hours. Yeah, no, they 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 can do it. 
Um, it's just I, I just find it crazy how people actually took him so seriously wearing that fucking jacket. Oh, I know, that he was I know, in. right? Like <laughs> the the compound had essentially become a sweatshop, and one former follower complained to police and the de- Department of Labor in 1985 that compensation had not been forthcoming. You know, they weren't even paying them minimum wage, and charges were prepared against Tony for tax evasion and having ipso facto slave labor. I love that phrase, ipso facto. Yeah, ipso facto. I, I don't know what show I was watching, but someone said, hey, ipso facto. <laughs> ipso facto. <Yeah. laughs> when word got out about the sweatshop, uh, the jackets lost their appeal, uh, as you would imagine, um, which I think is kind of funny. It's like... The, Oh, um, Americans have to work 10 to 14 hours? I'm not buying these jackets anymore. I will only buy my jackets from Koreans <laughs> who work 10 to 14 to 20 hours. But they didn't know that they were, you know, that wasn't public knowledge. Yeah, so followers began to leave the compound and the organization in 1988. Two female followers claimed they had been molested. Well, naturally, it's a fucking culty compound. Again, you have to have the molestation. That's just a part of it. It, again, if you have a cult and no molestation, I kind of scoff at your cult a little bit. It's like, you haven't even molested anybody. How can you call yourself a cult? Uh, and separate charges of child abuse had been prepared against him. Two former members received $1.4 million in civil damages. U.S. Marshals seized the compound to satisfy the settlement. That's kind of cool. I mean, usually yeah. when these kind of like civil damages things happen, it's like... You don't see a You cent. don't see any money from it. You know, and I don't know why. It's like that one gal who remember she got paralyzed, and then she tried to get money from the guy. Oh yeah, fucking Fabio wannabe douchebag. Yeah. yeah, got nothing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess if you have a compound, a a place that you can't just uproot and take with you on the run, then I guess authorities have something they can actually get their hands on. Yep. So, uh, before Tony could be arrested, he fled in 1989. He later began threatening federal judges and claiming that he would kidnap (laughs) them in order for them to stand in his Uh, court. And the reenactment was just glorious. The hubris of this guy is just incredible. (laughs) Um, On September 27, 1990, police surrounded a rental truck on Highway 64 west of Dyer, Arkansas. They believed Tony was inside. Three men were found inside the truck, but none of them were him. Yeah, that's how this segment started. Like, it just with a bang. You're just like, oh, they're the, they stopped the rental truck and they thought Tony was in it and nobody was there. On February 16th, 1991, Tony and others removed his wife Susan's body from her crypt and have not been seen since. He is wanted for child abuse, tax evasion, threatening to kid, kidnap a federal judge, <laughs> and other crimes. Again, like, the one kind of, like, sad... Bitter, bittersweet, sad, I don't know what you want to call it, about this guy is like, he really loved his wife. And so much so that he didn't want the state to do anything with her body. So he got her fucking rotted skeleton body from her, from the crypt. I mean, that's kind of the one kind of like, you know how like all evil masterminds like Mister Freeze and all that and Batman they all, they yeah, all who kept no, he kept Nora alive but there was there was a reason behind that though like it wasn't like this like there might be a legitimate chance to save her um, because you know there might be a cure for whatever she has and she wasn't and he froze her uh, in suspended animation 
Yeah, but like, I don't know. I guess like the whole point is like even like the evil geniuses or evil dictators, they they all have that one soft area, and like this guy, you know, that's this guy. Like yeah. he had his wife, you know. It's, so it's kind of like sad. Like, but Freeze was always more of a tragic villain, anyway. Yeah. Whatever, Mike. You know the. You know what the. You know what example I was trying to. I know. go towards. Cap. I got Captain it. has to be hundred percent factually right over here. <laughs> for me to make a fucking example of something. That's such a lame-ass superhero. Yeah, well. Captain has to be that right. <laughs> Dude, yeah, but how many captains of that would there be on it YouTube? It would be Captain Actually. That's oh, what it would yeah, be. you're Captain right. Actually. You're right. <laughs> Captain Actually? And you have to say it like that, too. <laughs> so, you could actually do, like, a Captain America costume and, like, doctor it up and just be like, no, I'm not Captain America. I'm Captain Actually. And like the logo would just be like <laughs> your index finger pointed upward with <laughs> like actually with your finger index finger pointed upward toward the sky. <laughs> Someone get on that, please. Make that make that a reality. So as the results of this is uh he was captured. On July Thank God. On July 5th, 1991, Alamo was arrested due to viewers' tips. In 94, Alamo was convicted of tax evasion and was given a six-year sentence. A separate charge of making death threats against a federal judge was dismissed. Must have had a damn good lawyer. In 95, the child abuse charges were dropped. Again, damn good lawyer, or he paid the people off. That same year, Susan's daughter filed suit against him for Susan's remains, which were finally returned three years later. He was released in 1998. However, in 2008, new allegations of child abuse and sexual abuse against Alamo were found. During the 1990s, he allegedly made young women and children his quote-unquote wives and took them across state lines to sexually abuse them. He was arrested and convicted of the charges in 2009. Alamo was sentenced to 175 years in prison and remained there until his death on May 2nd, 2017. That's a hell of an update. Yep. And in sure and is. in this picture here, his ass from 2008, his ass was pretty fucking old. He did not age well at all. Looks like Jack Nicholson looking ass, and <laughs> and something's got to give or whatever. <laughs> that was a Jack Nicholson movie, wasn't it? Something's got to give. Yes. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. Older Jack Nicholson movies. What do you feel about those, Mike? How do you how do you feel like Nicholson's career fared in his older days? Well, I would say it, it fared better than Al Pacino or uh, Robert De Niro. Well, De Niro had Meet the Parents, so. Yeah, but that he was still kind of. He was great in that movie. Older, he was older, but not super old. I'm talking about like Bad Grandpa, Grudge Match, that type of stuff. Wait, De Niro was in um, Bad Grandpa? Wasn't that the... Um... Well, there's another old... Some other Grandpa thing. There's another Grandpa fucking movie he was in. I was gonna say, that was the Johnny Knoxville. Yeah, there's one that's Grandpa something. I forgot what the fuck it was called, but it's a Grandpa thing. Mm. It's a... Gr Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro and, and Zac Efron. Oh, uh, uh... Al Pacino was in that awful Adam Sandler movie. Yeah, he was in Jack and Joe. Ah. <laughs> And a lot of his other films have been pretty bad too. The direct video movies he's done. So, dude, Jack Nicholson's still alive. He's 81 years old. Yeah. Probably, 
you know, still got his Lakers season tickets. Yeah. <laughs> I, lo- I love Jack Nichols, and he seems like a dick, but I love him. It's kind of like Bill Murray. He's one of those guys. He's like one of those old actors that I just really like for some reason. He has he has the charisma. Well, Gene Hackman's another one for me. I, I, lo- I love Gene Hackman. I forget what... Yeah, I don't know what he's... You forget Gene Hackman, The French Connection. Never seen it. Uh, he was in The Birdcage. Never seen it. <laughs> he was in Hoosiers. Never seen it. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not joking. I haven't seen those movies. Uh, Mississippi Burning. Never seen it. You need to see some Gene Hackman films. Uh, apparently, he was in The Beside an Adventure. Nope. I've been fucking up. I'm on a mission to see if you, you if there's at least one. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> the replacements with uh, Keanu Reeves. Nope. Uncommon Valor. Nope. Superman Four. Nope. Class Action. Negative. The Firm. Nine. Tom Cruise. Crimson Tide. Net. Really? Nope. Enemy of the State with Will Smith. <sighs> Probably one of those movies that was on TBS back when I was like 15 that I might have looked at for two seconds, but nah. Get Shorty? Nope. Unforgiven? Nah. Wow. Yeah. Hell yeah, I have not seen a... He was Lex Luthor in Superman the movie, the first Superman film. Wait a second, was Gene Hackman the Koopa in the Mario movie? No, that's Dennis Hopper. (laughs) Damn it. Uh, yeah, I have not seen a, seen a single fucking thing he's done. He was a he was the blind man in Young Frankenstein. I haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to disappoint you. You need to do a Gene Hackman marathon. Someday. Apparently, hey, and, and here's another one for you. I've seen like one of of all the Marvel movies. I've I've seen Thor. That's it. Wow. Yeah. So that's a that's a that's some new movies for you that I should have seen. That's pretty sad. Some people are probably gonna give you some shit for that one. You haven't seen any. You only really see Thor. <laughs> yeah, and I don't even like Thor. So that adds insult to injury on that front. <laughs> All right, guys, that's the end of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, if you want to catch us on YouTube, something we will talk about a lot in the B roll. Um, you can find Mike at youtube.com slash OCP communications. He's a movie guy. He talks about the movies. Mike, what was the last movie you talked about? The Night Stalker, the 1972 TV movie featuring Darren McGavin. So it was the first uh, time that people, uh, audiences were introduced to the character Carl Kolchak. Um, And it was at the time, the most successful TV movie ever in terms of ratings. Did you like it? Yeah, I liked it. I liked it quite a bit. Cool. You can find me at youtube.com slash dancing with ghosts. Um, let me see. What was the last few videos I did? Just because I can't give you one specific thing. Uh, I did a video on what shows are even on MTV anymore because... I, that was fun. Thank you. I haven't seen that, <laughs> you know, most people have cut the cord to their cable companies and, you know, I, I feel like most people haven't even watched MTV in the last five to ten years. 
So I was curious. I was like, what shows are still on this network? And um, come to find out the same exact garbage that's always been on the network. And it's totally not worth watching that channel. But it is totally worth watching my video because I, I, I go in. I go in on these motherfuckers. It was really entertaining the, to hear you so annoyed. Oh, dude, it was like, with, that, with was, the... that was authentic anger. Like, that was not, <laughs> <laughs> that was not pre-planned anger. Uh, I did a, a video on the fake music act Threaten that uh, booked a European tour. That, w- that was, that was crazy. On a phony, phony band, phony everything. I did the Resident Evil video games, worst to best. I did how, how Roseanne bombed in the Joe Rogan podcast. Uh, when she went there, could have been a great opportunity for her to uh, clear some things up, but instead she acted like she was high on uh, something the whole time. Did a video on when Prague... She didn't act like she was high. She was. Yeah, yeah, totally. Did a video on when Prague went pop, the evolution of Prague rock from the 1970s, 1980s, and some Swedish... That was one of my favorites. Yeah, Mine too. I did, did, it did poorly. It, and I put a lot of production into that video. And then I did a Swedish taste testing video because one of our amazing Swedish listeners, Jade, sent me a bunch of Swedish candy. And she sent me more Swedish candy recently. Uh, Swedish chocolate and shit. She's going to get me fat again. But, oh well, <laughs> I'll have fun doing it at least. So that's that's our stuff, folks. Um, yeah, of course, blame her. It's all her I fault. Know. Personal responsibility. Not a word in my dictionary. Um... Until next week, guys, I hope you have a safe everything and uh, do whatever you want and fuck, you know, fuck it. Bye. See ya. Fuck it. (laughs) What's up, everybody? Just want to remind everyone that my album, The Nightmare Inside You, is still up for sale. And we have new band t-shirts as well. All of this is in the description of this podcast. So check it out. And if you dig the music, maybe consider supporting me. Now enjoy some more of the album. Yeah, that's that's the unsolved mystery cases for this week. But I mean, I see we do have a little bit of time left here. Um, I think it's good to have just a shorter. Do people don't like to people the don't point like shorter podcasts? Are you sure? I'm positive. They they're always saying how they wish the podcast was longer. I get messages all the time from people. It seems, it seems <laughs> like I have something else I was gonna mention on here. Let me see. What do we got? No, nothing there. I already read the. You could go with the. Other twenty Florida things. <laughs> nah, finish that up. Nah, um, d- um, d- dude, have you seen? Um, this is probably something that the last thing people want to fucking hear about. But John Tron hasn't put out a new video in like over a year. I think he put up another one for flex tape. He, he or put something. up one I today. Watched it he yet. put up one for flex tape today. The second one, 
It's yeah, been out. It it's been out for 23 hours. Already got 3.4 million views. Uh huh. His model, his his model should not work on YouTube. That the yeah. model of putting out one video a year or two or three a year that should not. His channel should be dead. Well, I mean, even with 3.4 million, that's not, you know, that's that's a decent amount, but compared to some other ones, not as much as it could be. In 24 um, hours? It, yeah. Well, 24 hours. Yeah, that, that's 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 really insane. That's fucking Um, I think a lot of people they're curious. Um he he definitely did uh, there were, you know, there's a controversy involved with him um that I think took, he took a little bit of a hit with that. But um, it's I, I if you have an established fan base on YouTube, like it just seems like you could just do whatever the fuck you want, upload your video whenever you want to, and then still get views. It must be nice. There's so few people who can pull that off though. Like even that boogie two nine eight eight guy, like he's yeah, his channel's like not doing great. Like he can't just put out if he stops putting out content, he'll fucking just die john tron's in rarefied air right now anyway i won't spend too much time well it's on because that. he's 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 been a bigger uh name than boogie's been you know up there but like in terms of like john tron's been bigger than him um he's probably you know in the same sort of uh frame as you know pewdiepie and other guys like that so yeah that's true um yeah, my channel's like it's it's like starting to fucking pick up momentum. Um I mean, it doesn't feel that way in like my day uh-huh. my day-to-day stuff, but like I'm just like looking at the stats. Like January of last of of 2018, I celebrated my 1000 subscriber thing. It took me 3 years to get to 1000 uh-huh. subscribers. We're closing in on December, and I'm pretty sure by the end of December, I'll have around 2,700 subscribers. Nice. So what took me three years to get to 1,000 has taken me... That's how it happens. Yeah, it's taken me less than a year to double that. Like, that's insane, dude. Like... Yeah, I mean, as soon as I hit 10,000, like, I started to... Or even 5,000 or something, like, I started to, to pick up more stuff. It's like a snowball. The views still aren't that good, yeah. but whatever. Yeah, the views are still shit. But, you know, people almost don't even care about the views. All they care about is that number plastered, you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised you haven't had... Sp- well, I mean, f- I haven't had what? I'm surprised you haven't had, like, sponsors and shit reach out to you. Uh, nope. <laughs> does your does your MCN, like, intercept all that? or? Well, I don't have that anymore. Remember, they dropped me. Oh, okay. I don't remember you saying that. And I'm not going to bother with YouTube trying to deal with their ad, you know, whatever. Fuck it. I won't make any money. <laughs> so, I don't know. What, you can't monetize your videos? I can't. Remember, they took my monetization away a while back. And then I have to, like, try to get it back. But then I don't know if I did, you know, I'm, it's, it's too, it seems like too why, much. Why did they take it away again? Some kind of, like, they said it was... Uh, their stupid vague ass fucking thing where like you do like it's it's the way they kind of like say you have too many copyrighted things or something in your channel damn or or you talk about too many things uh too many repeats or something i don't know whatever i don't really give a shit it can just suck it wow that's crazy (laughs) 
I, I won't make that much anyway. I, I make more from Patreon with the split that we do. And definitely with with work. Yeah. Well, yeah. And anything I'd get from YouTube. Well, yeah, I, I'm not into... I didn't get into YouTube to make money. Although I will say that stupid H3H3 video I made with Bill Burr, what, about Bill Burr and H3H3, that, that video is like fucking... That got sucked up into the algorithms. That's getting like... Shit, I think I checked my analytics. It's getting like 7,000 views every 48 hours. That's really good. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. Um, it's at 38,000 now. Um, and it's just, it's fucking jumping up there. My fucking Apple video is almost hitting 200,000. Yeah. That one just won't be stopped. I, I mean, when I, when I hit a thousand views for one of my new videos, that's good. Yo, yeah. No, same for me. Because that's, it's <laughs> literally like YouTube's algorithms decide what, what video is going to get popular and there's, no way to know. And it seems a lot of them are, 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 you know, people want to hear me rant about things. Like if I if I talk about something I like, they're like, eh, yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> drama. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> like I'm looking at my videos right now. And do you ever have like those slow burn videos where when you first release it for the first few months, it doesn't do shit, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it starts picking up views. Uh, in the past, I did. That happens to me quite a bit. Like I'll go back. I'll release a video, be super heartbroken and disappointed that it got like no views. And then and like it randomly at around three, four, five months after the video's been out, it just starts getting views for some reason. It's it used to happen more when YouTube was like I don't know, like there there was less competition maybe for the type of reviews and stuff, or, or they weren't looking for like specific algorithms and shit. Yeah. Um it used to happen more. Nowadays, it doesn't happen as often. So, it is what yeah, it just, is. I've I decided mean, that this is going to be B-roll. <laughs> I, <don't laughs> I don't think people care enough about this. any of this. They don't care. They don't care. They don't give a oh shit. Oh my god, I don't care. <laughs> Alright, yeah, I guess we can end it. I guess we can... So if I just look through my list of videos for the past few months, the views aren't that good. But I, I don't do it for the views. I do, you know, I just do it for fun. That's what I'm looking at right now, and for the few subscribers who genuinely do like what I do, and there's a decent amount of them. So it's like, you know, when you have those people, uh, it's it's, you know, it's worth for me. It. Pretty much any time I do a video on anything that like I care about or that I'm really interested in, it it doesn't do shit. But if I do a video on something that I don't really care that much about, but I do have an opinion on it. Sometimes those will do good. The taste test videos always do good for some reason, except for the Asian food one. That one that one did really bad for some reason, but like pretty much any time I do a taste testing vi uh, video, it's going to it's going to get a couple thousand views. Well, you have really good really good uh production values with those. Like I I just sit in front of a camera and try random stuff. So. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, I that's well, that's what most people do when they do taste testing videos. So, yeah, I mean, I I feel like I feel like production value should be rewarded, but it's not a lot of times. Like, some of my most highly produced videos are some of my least viewed. Like, I know. My heart is broken that the some of my videos that I put so much work into that I feel could almost, they're almost good enough to air on TV. I know they're still internet quality and they're not quite good enough, but some of them are pretty damn good and they just, nothing. 
It's like I know. It's crazy. Yeah. But all right, go ahead and say something into the microphone. That's the sound of the men working on the chain. All right. Gang. That's beautiful as usual. <laughs> and he sang to me. And he sang to me. <laughs> and now I see it in your eyes. I can't believe it. I don't know that song. <laughs> okay. All right. All right, motherfucker. <laughs> what song is that? Hold on. Maybe I do know it. There's I just some don't virus. Sh not, not virus, but there's some. Listen to this. This is what? Can you hear that? No. Hold on. Sorry. Hold on. <laughs> it was one of those fucking pop-up things. It was a goddamn one of those spam bullshits. It's like your inter your internet is uh, or your computer is compromised right now. Oh, great. blah blah blah. Yeah. You need to uh, do not shut this off. Whatever you do, or you will damage critical files and this, that, and the other. And and it was you know it's one of those fucking things. Were you visiting uh, Pornhub? Again no, dude. Or I'm, I, was, I was just on. I'm like looking. I'm like, what do I have open right now? It was the fucking Wikia, the t unsolved uh, Wikia. Wow. It, yeah. Uh, do I have Adblocker? Well, there's a reason why I have Adblocker on. Yeah, and, I have it on too, and, and it still my, came up. Uh, and my uh, Norton system works. So. Yeah, that was really weird. I don't know why that came up just then, huh? Even with ad block.